If you stop fighting the hands that are holding you, the relationships that he's put into your life will deepen, will grow. This is a podcast of St. Paul Lutheran Church, where we equip every generation to live rooted in Jesus. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast for today. We are grateful that you are with us. We are continuing that conversation about authentic relationships. God cares about the relationships in our lives. It's clearly witnessed in the Holy Scriptures as we see him in these constant Bible verses that we've read about how he cares about how we love and treat one another and encourage one another. And certainly this uh, pops up in the early church, but um, it's also witnessed in our own lives as well for today. So to help us think about this and think through those relationships that God gives us, uh, we have with us um, a, a teacher here at St. Paul, and uh, her name is Joy Yurk. And, and Joy, if we could turn it over to you, tell, tell our listeners a little a blurb about you. Maybe, I'm sure a lot of them know who you are, but certainly there's some who won't. So who are you in a nutshell to give our uh, listeners kind of just a little bit of context? So yes, as you said, I am Joy Yerk, yeah. and I have been teaching here um, in the seventh and eighth grade uh, levels for oh, hmm, a while now, <laughs> and teaching even longer than that. Um, but it is uh, truly a joy to do what I do. I'm awesome. also a wife, and I'm a mother, and I find such fulfillment in all the roles, I guess, that mm. I have, and I think I'm a friend, and yeah, that's another role I find fulfillment in, so. Well, good. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to explore some of those things with you here in our time together, and uh, as we ground ourselves for today, we'll turn our attention to God's Word, and the passage that we're going to read for today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's a, it's a classic, um, a very mm-hmm. famous one. It's often read for weddings, though it's, it's not only read there, certainly, but it talks about the love that God uh, gives to his people that we share with others in our relationships too. So 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13 says this, Now if I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have, And if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. For love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Uh, Love never fails. St. Paul continues then on in 1 Corinthians and explores a little bit more about what that is as he continues to talk about the hope and the resurrection of Christ uh, that we have because of the love that God first gives to us. Um, But I love the love chapter (laughs) because uh, it talks about that hope that we have in uh, God and and certainly grounds us in that conversation. Um, If we're ever looking for a definition of what love is, Paul gives us a pretty exhaustive one. And and what I like about it is, in my opinion, Paul says love is not just a singular thought. It's not this myopic view. Uh, love is all of these different things. It's patient. It's kind. It's not rude or resentful. It doesn't insist on its own way. Um, that one always just strikes me um, as something we often talk about in premarital, premarital counseling that I have with couples. It's, it's bending. It's being flexible. Mm-hmm. So it's a great thing. Um, and love is expressed in a lot of different ways, but ultimately, obviously, in Christ Jesus. So as we read this, uh, Joy, does anything pop out to you from the scripture that we have for today? Every time I read this, I always uh, find myself really focusing on those first three verses because no matter what yeah. other gift 
we have or no matter what good we try to do it it lacks the depth if love is not a part of it and mm. so i think and it's authentic it's authentic love and i mm. think that just drives um well first of all it's a gift for us yeah. to have received it and then how much greater our gifts giving is when there is love so yep and that love that never fails. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is pretty cool because I think the whole world kind of understands the concept of love in some way, shape, or form. Even non-Christians, they have this echo kind of of God's love where you know, they can still talk about loving and understanding that it's you know almost irrational in some ways. I care about this person or this thing so much, I'm willing to give up everything for them. Mm-hmm. And Christians have, I mean, the most profound truth in the sense of God feels that way of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we just keep screwing up. <laughs> and he keeps he keeps coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Never leaves. Uh, no, nope. I can't get rid of the guy. <laughs> it's, it's great. It is a good thing. Uh, and we're yeah. very thankful for that. Yeah. But yeah. we see this love that God gives to us and establishes us and says, hey, uh, not only do I love you this way, but this is how we should treat and love other people. Um, and this is the big idea for today that these authentic relationships, this is just another aspect of how God wants us to relate to other people. And continuing on in our series, we've been asking people, uh, so then if God cares about relationships in the Bible, um, where do we see that in our own lives today? And that's where we turn mm. to you, Joy. Um, so as we see God caring about relationships in the Bible, how do we see that in your own life? Maybe you got an example or a couple examples. Um, you know, we, looking at a whole life, we can't unpack the whole life of Joy in our time. <laughs> well, well, how much time? Do, no, just teasing. 10 um, to 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I get it. I get it. No, it's good. Uh, but are yeah. there a couple examples you have of how God does care about those relationships? Maybe how, how he's expressed love to you that might encourage our listeners or, or kind of frame how God still cares for us today? Well, I think that one of the things that I owe, I, I, could, I could trace my whole life, but as I think yeah. back, there are people that God has placed intentionally in my life mm. to show his love um and i i treasure that because and it's not always when you're at a low point you know which i do think god is very well obviously he's very aware of that and he sends people right in that low point but he also i think enriches our everyday life of the highs and lows with those people that he places in our lives and i think a lot about um uh for me for me in uh it, it really sort of began, I think, when I had a teacher. Um, he was my band director that um, was also my youth director at church. And I think that he was one of the first people that I noticed who truly invested in me, and not just me, and every other person that he came in contact with. And then I think... Again, at that time, in a seventh grade, I didn't quite realize where his inspiration came from, but it truly was from God, because as God continued to pour into him, he was able to pour out. And I also think that same thing, when I went into college, there was Professor Wayne Rasmussen, who I know Mm -hmm. touched a lot of people's lives um, here at this church, simply those who went to Concordia, Wisconsin, or had the opportunity to work with him. Um, he was another one that recognized, I went into his class and he recognized there I was a freshman, a little homesick and a little bit insecure. And um, he took the time 
to get to know me. And that was authentic and it was real and it was believable. And even years later, as Mike and I experienced um, some losses and I had some health scares, and one of the first person, people rather, to call me was Professor Wayne Rasmussen. Really? And yeah. Oh, and cool. Do you guys stay in touch? How did that work? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, Facebook? Yeah. He. <laughs> Well, that would mean I would be on it. Like oh. I have like six friends, and I check it <laughs> twice a year. But um, and I think that was actually before Facebook existed. Oh, okay. gotcha, yeah, gotcha. I'm a little older than you. No, that's all right. Um, but <laughs> but um, kind of in those Lutheran circles. Yeah. Um, he had heard of our situation through a prayer chain, and he found a way to to call and spent. A half hour of his time, I vividly remember it. Um, at the time, Mike was actually coaching in Hawaii, so I was oh, alone, wow. and he was the one who called and just said, I heard, and I'm here for you. And and I just thought, that's who I want to be. I want to grow up and be Professor Wayne Rasmussen because of how I felt truly loved. And it was authentic, and it was real, and it... it um, it led me to believe that that's who, how I could also hmm. show love to other people. Um, and then, honestly, I, I've been able to teach in some amazing places. I've been able to teach. I student taught in Taiwan, and the missionaries there embraced me completely. Wow. I, you know, um, my first call was in Las Vegas, Nevada. Nobody there was from Las Vegas, Nevada. No. All of us at Faith Lutheran all were all transplants. Okay. We cool. formed a family. That's a cool um, school up there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody well, saw once, yeah. At, at the t- at the time, it was it was a different campus. Ah, um, gotcha. <clears throat> but it, amazing, amazing people. And again, it was those people who are willing to invest. And one of the things that I've thought about is how. All these people that invested in me gave a little bit of themselves. So there was some kind of a, in a way, sacrifice, but one they were willing to make. Um, And then I think, again, how does that reflect our God, right? The sacrifice he was willing to make simply because of love. And that, I think, if we can use that to drive our relationships now, they're just deeper. They're richer, mm-hmm. even when they aren't returned in the same way that we envisioned that they would. Yeah. Um, it's, it still is, um, it's a deeper, richer life because of that authentic relationship first in us and then giving to others, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm <laughs> okay. tracking right with you because I think what you were saying even because how they helped you, uh, maybe you reciprocated. You know, they helped you in a way, and certainly you helped them. But I'm sure it was more of them giving to you at that stage in their life than you reciprocating. You know, mm-hmm. you said in seventh grade, then you reciprocating right. to your teacher, or right. for you reciprocating to your college professor. Though I'm sure you did that in, in in some way, shape, or form, just talking to them and getting to know about their personal life too. But you're right. I mean, sometimes we're gonna for authentic relationships, it's caring about other people, and uh, it's okay. If we don't uh, receive mm-hmm. fully back what we pour mm-hmm. into somebody else, mm-hmm. um, seasons mm-hmm. of life, and maybe they're not ready for that, or maybe it's just they don't have any, you don't have a need for that yet, or or, or something along those lines. But uh, that's 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 interesting. Well, 
I think it's an investment. Authentic relationships are an investment. Um, actually, I just read a poem with my eighth grade today. Um, the title was When Giving is All There Is. And one of the lines was talking about um, you give from hand to hand. So it's not as though it's, and it wasn't, I give from hand to hand and then I receive back. It's I give from hand to hand. It's that whole idea really of paying it forward. And so sometimes our authentic relationships, that's why God put us in the place where he did at the time. And we don't know necessarily where what we're giving um, will take that person. And yet it's amazing to think we don't need to know. Yeah, that's true. We don't need to know because God <laughs> does, right? And yeah. where we've established a relationship, even if it's for a time. Like I talk to my students about that. Like you might have your basketball team friends or mm-hmm. your, you know, church camp friends. Those relationships may not extend beyond that moment, but the investment that you poured into that person does if that makes sense. It's like a ripple, I think. Um, And certainly there are other relationships, like the one I have with my husband continues to give and receive and give and receive, and and my children and my friends. And honestly, I have to say, every colleague that I work with, they have poured into me, and I hope I pour back into them. I hope they feel that. Um, Because again, it is... If I do all these things but have not love, mm-hmm. what do I gain? Nothing. So, And love is not interested. Yeah, love is, how do I say that? Love is not, love is not, I'm going to give you something to help you only if I receive right. the equal amount back. That's right. not love. No. Uh, it's no. patient, it's kind, doesn't insist on its own way. It's just giving to somebody else. No, and I think sometimes we can be a little afraid of that because uh, sometimes it's not returned, and that is, it, it, it could be hurtful. And, and sometimes I think um, we can be pretty uh, stretched thin mm-hmm. with the, the uh, loads that we carry, but also sometimes the amount of relationships that we have, but I think that's where, I think that's where um, Satan tries to get in, because if we worry about that, we're shutting the door for God pouring into us. Again, I look at Professor Rasmussen calling me years later. He was, you know, I think coaching basketball at the time at Wisconsin Lutheran College. He was a full-time pastor at at Hales Corners. I mean, he was juggling a lot, but he took time to (laughs) call Somebody he hadn't seen in years. I'm not sure he sat at his desk saying, well, I wonder if I have time for this. And somebody else is her pastor now. And no, he just did it (laughs) because he knew that he was being, God was pouring into him. And so therefore he could pour. And I think sometimes that might help us overcome maybe... uh, Fear of being hurt, or fear of being overtaxed, or mm-hmm. something like that. I don't. I don't know. Sometimes we get held back. I'm not saying I don't. I do sometimes, but I think we can overcome that with remembering how much we've been given. That, so. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, pivoting back to your first relationship mm-hmm. uh, that you talked about, at least for today, uh, that seventh grade, um, or you were a seventh grader, mm-hmm. but kind of your band and and. Uh, and youth minister as well. Mm-hmm. Did you think at that time 
oh yeah, I'm going to come back and you have seventh grade homeroom and I'm going to come back and do something <laughs> similar to this. Was that on your radar screen? No, not at the time. Um, I would say that I played school all the time when I was a little girl, lined up my dolls and, you know, all that. Um, made my brother even, like, participate occasionally. And he loved awesome. that. Um, my sister as well. You guys um, couldn't see her face, but I, yeah. <laughs> I wish you could see her yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I entered college, which just kills Mike, because I entered college as a business major, mm -hmm. which... I am never on time for anything. Can you imagine me being your boss? I am so bad with numbers. Can you imagine me being your boss? No. And I, shortly into my college experience is when I realized and fully came around to, you know what, I think God has shaped me to be a teacher. And since that time, I have never, ever regretted that decision. Um, I, I think that... Uh, as a teacher and as a teacher in um, the settings that I've been able to work. I, most of my career has been in Lutheran schools. I also taught um, GED classes when our kids were little, so oh, I would cool. teach at night. And uh, so many of my students there felt that such the need was that someone believed in them. And I think that's something I can do every day when I come in to work. I can communicate to my students that I believe in them mm -hmm. and that I have something to give through what God is doing in my life to give to them. I also get to come in and teach what I love every day. That's great. So when I think about um, the people that God put into my life, yes, many of them are teachers, and maybe that shaped me. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did want to grow up and be Professor Rasmussen, so yes, I guess so. But I also think yeah. that um, when God shapes you for that job, it's not a job. Right. It's something that I really, truly love to do. Um, and I, I get to work with amazing young people every single day. Um, and I always joke with them because sometimes, you know, they're stuck with me for two years in a row or three years in a row. And, and I'll joke like that. But what I love about that is I get to see how they grow and change and develop. Yep. And um, I guess in my, my feeling, uh, it really is the most rewarding job I've, I, I can imagine having. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> no, well, uh, well, well. Thank you, and thank you for that. And uh, as as we kind of pivot to our last little bit of time mm -hmm. together, mm -hmm. um, a, a question that I've been asking all of other guests as well: um, words of encouragement that you might have, uh, twofold. Uh, one might be um, uh, maybe for those thinking about doing what you do, as far mm -hmm. as coming to be a, a Lutheran teacher or serving in the church somehow, uh, serving in that vocation, you got any words of wisdom for that? Or, or maybe if you got words of wisdom in a different direction of this, um, uh, somebody who's in a job or, or a different calling as a, as a husband or a wife or a, um, anything else, and they're struggling with their relationships, any mm -hmm. words of wisdom you got for them, uh, reflections on love and everything we talked about for today? Oh, wow. Okay, so... That was broad. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, 
kind of addressing the the first closing thought first yep. was um, anyone considering going into uh, church work as a teacher, as a pastor, as a DCE. Um, I'm actually going to go with well two things. First, I get to come to work. Mm. I get to, and I think that that is. Um, just let that sink in. Like I don't, I, I actually come and I say I get to be here because I get to work with people who are all committed to that same cause. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I come to work every morning and we begin by supporting one another in a devotion and in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was out um, beginning of last year. I, <laughs> I called Mike from the emergency room. Yeah, I need my gallbladder out oh. the day before school started, right? Oh, so, but when I came back on our faculty prayer sheet was my name, and I cannot tell you what mm. that meant, that there was that. So I get to come to work. I get to teach what I love to teach. I get to work with amazing people. I get to work with amazing families. That alone mm-hmm. might be encouragement. Yep. But the second reason is, and I go back to this, um, Two of our three boys are going into church work, mm-hmm. and and I I think that's despite <laughs> their parents. Um, but I will kind of quote actually in um, Micah's confirmation year uh, interview. He's our youngest. Um, Pastor Anderson asked at the time, "Well, have you ever thought about you know, going into church work? Have you ever thought about being a pastor?" And Micah said at that moment. Well, I am now. And, yeah. and before that, you know, he's good with math and science, all the things I'm not. And he was really thinking about, you know, being some kind of an engineer. And his thought was to be, to actually help in like third world countries. Like he had this whole vision. As an eighth grader, I realized yeah. that that's young. But since that time, he never looked back. And, and my, I asked him his senior year in high school. So just last year, I said, mm. well, why do you want to be a pastor? I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like he wasn't afraid he would disappoint Pastor Anderson or yeah, something like right, that. Right. And he looked at me and he said, well, I want to help people. I said, well, you can help people in any job you do. Right. God has shaped people for not everybody should, is meant to be a teacher or right. a pastor or a DCE. And he said, I know, but the best way I can help them is to give them Jesus. And I thought, well, I can't argue with that. No. <laughs> and again, you can do that in any job. Right. But I, I go back to that. That is what we're called to do. And we get to do that freely here in this place. And then kind of your other closing thought was, if we're struggling with authentic relationships, all of us do. No one can look around and think, well, they must have the perfect relationship, or they always have good friends, or their marriage is perfect, or their friendships are perfect, or there is no such thing. And so I think one of the things that I try to do is I try not to ever look at what I have and say it's not enough. Because really, truly, God has put everybody in a place for a reason. Um, And then I... I honestly think sometimes, oh gosh, there was a song, 
Building 429, I don't think they're mm. even a group anymore, but mm-hmm. one of their refrains was something like, stop fighting the hands that are holding you. Mm. And it's like sometimes I think God is trying to show us something, and it's almost like we're afraid to accept it because it maybe doesn't look quite the way we thought it would or for whatever reason. Or um, And I think... If we can just, and I, again, I speak from experience of having held him, like, okay, I know God, and I know you're supposed to, I'm supposed to want you in my heart and in my mind right now, but right now I'm almost afraid to do that for some reason. Right. Let that go. Yeah. If you stop fighting the hands that are holding you, the relationships that he's put into your life will deepen, will grow. Um, and sometimes seek them out. And I think that, I guess that's maybe where, maybe it's a concluding thought, Yes. I guess. So. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Uh, yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You spoke many apt words, and, and there is nothing, uh, honestly, I can really add to that. I mean, you discerned with us how, how maybe you process about if you want to do a church work vocation, and uh, even more on top of that, that kind of, as you said, how you process just the everyday stuff that mm-hmm. we do in our life. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Yeah. 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 And, and truly, thank you for being on today. It means a lot to me and I know our listeners as well. So. Yeah. Well, as we conclude for today, can we close with prayer? Yes, please. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today and for this opportunity to talk and have this podcast. We ask your mm-hmm. uh, blessing on all of our listeners as they I hear God's um, reality of love that he gives to us and calls to us for other people, uh, that we might show that love in our lives, Um, certainly when it's easy and things are clicking and going right, and even when it's hard, Um, when we don't see that love maybe return to us or struggling to find a purpose in in our certain calling because we're not feeling that love to remind us that we have that love from you, and we are called to give um, even when Uh, We don't always receive um, in the same way, not to put ourselves in harmful or hurtful positions for ourselves, but uh, to love as Christ loved um, and to to give and pour ourselves out for the sake of others. We thank you for this, Lord, uh, but ultimately that love that Jesus shows in a unique way where he goes to the cross and he suffers and dies for us. Help us to have a great rest of the day. And thank you again uh, for these conversations. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Thanks everyone for listening and we hope you have a great rest of the week.